I'm Becca. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. Our specific topic this week is how to inner child. But first, we'd like to share with you another disclaimer, as we do with almost every single episode. Yep, it's one of our favorite things to do. So, unless you've been living under a rock, you know... Or you're horrible. Yeah. You know that stuff is going on in our country that's been going on for a long time. But people are finally standing up to specifically the police brutality against black people. So, if you are able, please be active in a demonstration or several and if you're not comfortable marching with people then you know go donate to some good organizations mm-hmm. there are lots of options available to you uh, I like the ACLU uh, there's also several places where you can donate for people's bail bonds if they were arrested while protesting mm-hmm. so this is your opportunity to be on the right side of history yes <laughs> and do the thing do the thing so we just wanted to you know throw that in there mm-hmm. so that we're not just like awkwardly silent about this topic mm-hmm. protest so- or march or demonstrate yeah. or donate demonstrate or donate or get out <laughs> perfect Anywho, so specifically, specifically, how to inner inner child. child. What we mean by that is, well, we're going to hear a few of our feedback stories from some of our friends and family, Mm -hmm. and then we'd like to sort of give our unsolicited advice. (laughs) Unsolicited advice are like in summation what we think Mm -hmm. could help you if you are one of those people who struggle with letting go of adulthood and reaching down deep for your inner child. And we are wrapping up this baby. Yes, we are wrapping it up and stay tuned for our next general topic at the end of the episode. It's gonna be bomb. Yes. Okay. So let's start with (laughs) feedback. Yeah. Katie spoke to people in my absence. Oh, so we're not going to pretend like you were there the whole time, but just didn't say anything? I think that's weirder. So Katie got to interview a couple of our friends. Yes, and unfortunately, Becca could not be there. Yeah. So I refer to her as if she is there, but she isn't. So we're just going to stick the interview in right about here. Here. <laughs> so, Indra. Katie, welcome to our little podcast here today. Glad to be here. We're so happy to have you. What do you have to say about our general topic over these last few weeks about inner child? Well, I think it's very important that you just like feel free every now and again. Yes. In these adult times when you're doing all these adult things and then the world is burning down around you, you know? Yeah. Gotta, gotta have some inner child going. Yeah, um, these are very, very serious and very stressful times, and sometimes you just gotta step away from it. Just, just put that in the back burner and just focus on yourself and not get too hung up on every single minutia of every single minute of every single day and want to cry (laughs) yourself in a corner. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Sometimes you just have to talk about farts. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that brings us into our four-wheel, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Is there something about farts you'd like to tell us? They're funny. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's the perfect way to cut the cheese and the tension. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is. Now, whenever we think about the inner child, I feel like we've talked a lot about 
the play aspect of it, but there's also the creativity aspect of it. And you as a very creative person have a lot of creativity to share. So how do you feel like that affects your inner child and your ability to let go of the horribleness around you? Uh, well, yeah, if you just let go, let yourself be free, I feel like movement really helps me a lot. So if I dance and I'm free or I'm making something with my hands, like even if I'm just playing with some Play-Doh, I feel like I can just relax and, you know, maybe make something, maybe tear it down once I'm done with it. But it's more about the journey Mm -hmm. and just kind of self-reflection. Yeah, that process. The process of making something, not necessarily the end goal. Because as we all know, adult things are all about the product, the end goal, how much money you're going to make. You don't have to be an artist to make art. Amateur is not a bad word. Mm -mm. Just make something to make yourself feel good. Mm -hmm. Making feels good. Whenever you have something at the end, something, some sort of product... You can feel really proud about it. Or, if you don't feel proud about it, you can feel proud about the journey you have taken. Yeah. Yeah. So, are there any stories you would like to share about your childhood? Do you remember any of the games you used to play that you used to make up? Do you remember all those times? So, I had a big family. I had two sisters and a brother and myself. You used to have. I still have them. They're all... Yeah, but they're adults now, so Mm -hmm. I don't get to play with them like I did. Mm -hmm. Um, So right next to our property was this tractor trailer that we'd use as a stage, and we would put on talent shows. I I hadn't really struck into the talent. (laughs) Um, I recorded some songs here earlier on this fancy microphone, and I realized I'm not a great singer. (laughs) Oh, no? So I'm really glad that my family had a lot of patience towards my singing, because I just like to do it. I know I'm bad, but... You don't have to be good to sing. Yeah. It just it has just to feel good. good. <laughs> feels so good. Meanwhile, at my family talent show, I put on a onesie, and I got one of those long ribbons, and I did a ribbon dance that I remember I did try and make one up and practice it. And I have a picture of it somewhere in my too tight little onesie doing some sort of ribbon dance. And they were just, they were so excited about it. And they were so happy and they loved every minute of it. And, oh, you're so talented. I wish I could move like that. And I was just some, like, you know, eight-year-old just, like, whipping a fucking ribbon around. Well, you were so supportive. Always admire eight-year-old's ability to move and be so energetic. I'm so jealous. Yeah. You're just so loose and free at that stage. Yeah, where you just say whatever pops into your mind and then you do whatever pops into your mind with no worry about how stupid you look. That's what being a kid means. It's not caring about how stupid you look. Yeah. And as an adult, it is a constant fear that you are constantly thinking about. Like whenever they call your name, like you have a substitute in class and they're calling your name and you're practicing how you're going to say here whenever they get to your name. Present. Right here. Are you going to raise your hand? How high are you going to raise it? How eager do you want to seem to be here today? Or are you going to be aloof and just say, yo. Hopefully no, not, not cool. Not no, cool. Not, I thought it was cool. That's not oh, how, gosh. That's not how cool people are, Kendra. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. That was no need to worry about that now. That's okay. I've never been cool. <laughs> Jonathan, do you have any stories about when you were little, any made up games you used to play? Um 
most of the games we played were like based off of something like a video game, mm-hmm. like a pretend kind of thing. I had a and, lot of Harry Potter based games with yeah, boys. Like you would think, okay, well they're stealing the idea from something that's already existed, but that actually gives a chance for you to kind of create kind of like a sub universe of like whatever universe I guess you're you've mm-hmm. watched. And I think there's some creativity in that. But also I mean we found creativity in sport. One of the more creative sports I found was like in skateboarding. Because you can do different types of tricks, try and learn different things, different ways, different obstacles. That also led to creativity. So it's mostly through pretending, and then there's also creativity in sport. Mm. What is skateboarding but a type of dance? (laughs) (laughs) He hates dancing. (laughs) Never mind. I'm a terrible dancer. So that's one one creative part of me that I... At least, I just can't at least you've channeled it into another venue. If it's not dance, it can be some other way to show off your gross motor yeah. skills in skateboarding. Yeah. Cool. I think that that may have, you know, some, stuff like that can translate into other hobbies later on when you get older. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could go in, into any, any direction. I personally remember I had a friend whenever I would go to the AA meetings with my mother and we were left to play for about an hour or two, (laughs) he always wanted to do spells. And so he would always cast these spells and he would do it so, I don't know, he was so into it. And I respect that. And so I would go along with whatever he wanted to do. And I remember like all the little broken pieces of glass in the parking lot were like little gems. And so we'd go around and like pick up all the little pieces of teeny tiny broken glass and be like, look at all these diamonds. I have this much power. And we'd cast spells and stuff. What a charming childhood. <laughs> collecting oh, yeah. black grass outside of AA. We, we, uh, we fun to, times. We used to collect leaves and use them as money. Yeah. Like a little marketplace. We'd create like a little imaginary grocery and whatnot. Yeah. And we'd use the leaves as, as the money. We talked about it in our other episode where we were at a creek and onions were our currency. Really? Yes, we found these onions and they were money. It's edible. <laughs> yes. So there it's useful. Yes, therefore it is money. It's valuable. Mm-hmm. Good times. A lot of, I don't know, whenever, I'm sure whenever you study children and child development, there are a lot of overarching themes in the way that they play. You have the, like, the home play where it's like, we're husband and wife and we have a kid and then you have the outside play where it's like trading money for things stuff like that and then you have the creative play with the legos or building building homes or houses within things interesting Uh, lincoln logs those are my thing i didn't have lincoln logs i had ello i loved ello is that like a different kind of? It was like a weird girly Lego sort of thing. They were mm. they were different, but it was still like pieces that you put together to form new things. But oh, I also had the thing with the magnets and the balls. Oh, I had a little bit of those too. What was the other weird thing that was like Legos? Playmobil. Playmobil. I don't, I don't know. I had one friend who had that, but she had every single like set of it of Playmobil. Mm. It was like the Lego competition. Hmm. I know that we just had a huge bucket of Legos. That was always a lot of fun. It's kind of interesting, like, when you're a kid, like, all I, I made different airplanes and cars and stuff like that, but it was, it was always like I was creating something that I knew, but just, like, enhancing it or, like, mm-hmm. giving this cool little feature and whatnot. I, I kind of wish uh, we had some, like, Legos now just to kind of, like, play with, just to see, like, what I would create now. 
I'm so sorry. I took the Ellos to my mother's house. Wow. Otherwise, I'd break them out and we could all be creative together. But yeah. Legos are cool. When given the chance, even as adults, you still want to make something. Like I said, mm. even my 16-year-old kids in my class who were these like big tough guys, as soon as they got their hands on Legos or dolls or whatever, mm. they'll play with them like they were children. We all want to. It's something familiar. Mm. Something that brings us joy and helps us reminisce about our, you know, many, many years ago when we were more fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks for coming, guys. We love getting to hear from you and hear some of y'all's stories about imag imagination and creativity and play. We're glad you had us. Yes, thank you. All right. Cool interview. Well, I have friends and family, too. So... This was from my Aunt Rebecca, and just a little background. She and my Aunt Harriet and my mother were three daughters of a Methodist minister, which meant they moved around all the time. So she was saying she really liked listening to our show, and that it made her a little sad, though, because she didn't have that same close friendship as a child that we did because of all the moving and just being shy. But she was grateful that she had my mom and my aunt to play with, though since they were the two younger sisters, they mostly played with each other, and my Aunt Rebecca played on her own. But she said she didn't do a lot of make-believe stuff, but lots of reading and paint-by-number situations. Aww. Yeah. All alone. <laughs> But uh, she also said a cute thing about she liked to play in the dirt, especially at her grandmother's house by this big cedar tree. And she used little petrified shells and sticks and stuff to create tiny gardens. And Aww. she thinks that's why she likes to garden now. So that's sort of how she accesses her inner child. Love doing that. I, I used to make these little houses out of like sticks and leaves and they would be in my mind for like ants or fairies. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I made such an intricate one, like it was three story, like oh, yeah. well-made, like in the mud, cemented down sort of house out of all the- Yeah, fairy doll nature house. Yeah, and it was so nice. I got my dad to put a plastic playhouse on top of it so that when it rained, it wouldn't get ruined. <laughs> how long did that last? Not that long. We put it, like, in the front yard, like, near the road, and he was not going to leave it there forever. Aw. Well, another feedback from my same aunt, Aunt Rebecca. She was saying that she had expressed interest one year for Christmas that she wanted this, like, baby doll type thing. Was it a, the one that wet itself? No, it was a rag doll that could... You could zip her zipper and lace and tie her shoes and snap her dress. So it was kind of like a practical life toy. <laughs> and she said she was probably a little old for it, like third grade, but she thought it was cool that you could actually do things with the doll. But her parents kind of shamed her out of it, saying that that doll was for younger kids. And so she never expressed interest in a doll again. Aww. But she said... I also wonder if not playing with dolls connects with not being interested in having children as an adult. What do we think? Oh, I am obsessed with dolls. Like but it's, baby dolls? Yeah. Like, it's not always baby dolls, but yeah, I do like baby dolls. I've used them a fair amount in my artwork. 
Well, yeah. Yeah. But did you, like, play mommy and baby as a child? You and I did a lot. Yeah. I don't think... I guess I had some baby dolls, because I had that... One of those fake bottles with the fake milk in it. Right. That I remember so vividly from my childhood. <laughs> um, I played it a little bit, but dolls were always super important to me. But I can identify... And I had a stroller. I had, oh, like, yeah. two or three strollers. <laughs> But no, no kids. No well, I can identify exactly when my baby fever started. It was when I had this little baby doll that I was playing with, and it was time to go have lunch or do something. And before I left the room, I, like, tucked my doll in on this little, like, baby bed I made from a pillow. And my dad saw that, and he was like, oh, you're going to be a good mother someday. And I was like, whoa, the highest calling. Oh, God. But I think that's where it started of like, oh, wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be a mother? So mine kind of did start with baby dolls. And and my father. On the other end of the spectrum, I remember having a baby doll with you and with other friends and just annihilating them. I remember this one. We took it, and we hit its head. Like, its neck head joint on this headboard until its uh-huh. head popped off. Its head popped off, and then we took the head and put it on a post. Or no, we didn't put it. We buried it. And then some guy that worked for my dad found the baby head, the baby doll head, to clarify, and put it on a post. Well, I was I was starting this story with a different friend, so maybe you and I did that as well. But I know with someone else, sna- I don't know, <laughs> snapping the head off a baby doll, and I don't know. I mean, we all have rage. We have to act out as children, too. It's not all fun and games. Miss Keisha! (laughs) If anybody gets that meme. Anyway. (laughs) I don't. I'm not on the internet. Somebody will laugh at that. But, yeah. (laughs) Interesting. That's sad. I don't think I've ever been shamed out of anything. I think, well... (laughs) Like, outwardly? Yeah, like, I don't feel like my parents were ever like, ugh, don't do that. I, like... I did some stupid stuff. I used to 100% balance myself on a soccer ball using crutches and walk around the house on top of this soccer ball with the crutches. That's good for your gross motor skills. But I did it for like a while. Equilibrium and balance. And they were just cool with it, I guess? I was just, like, I would just stand on top of the soccer I mean, ball you and just... breaking shit? no. But that's weird. Kids are weird. Kids are weird. That's, like, one of the weirdest things I did, and they were just cool with it. So thanks, thanks, parents, for just letting me do all these weird things and getting it out of my system. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think my parents ever, like, shamed me out of any sort of play. But, I mean, like we discussed before, I shamed myself out of Barbie dolls and baby dolls. Mm. But such is life. And from my other aunt, my Aunt Harriet, I got some interesting insight on my two cousins. So Dean is older and Valerie is three years younger. And she said they didn't play much together because of different interests and or different genders and different interests in the age range. But one funny thing was Dean was not interested in learning to ride a bike until he saw that Valerie was close to getting it. And he was like, oh, crap, I got to learn it before my little sister. But um, yeah, so siblings are weird. I had two half sisters, and they They're are much, much, older, than much older than me. I never like. I'm sure they played with me as a child, but we were never play partners. They were just way yeah. too old to do that with me. 
Yeah, my sister's like six years older than me, and we didn't, like, I think we played together a few times, but yeah, she mostly did her own thing. Yeah. So I am interested, like, the the kids I take care of are two and a half years apart, and they do play together a lot, so I wonder what the range is mm-hmm. for when you're close enough in age to play together, because you also fight a lot more. Yeah closer in age, the more vicious the fights. Is mm-hmm. that how it works? Yep. Hmm. Um, yeah, another friend I got feedback from, he sort of copped out and said, no, I play video games to access my inner child. And I was like, what about when you went to Disneyland and totally geeked out about all the Star Wars things and rode the rides 600 times? He said, yes, that and Legos are how he has recently accessed his inner child. I, I think video games, like, they're a good way. Like, <laughs> I like to poo-poo video games, but I cannot deny, like... The childish nature. The child nature, the childlike nature. And I mean, video games can be so... Like, it's, you know, we have VR now, so a video game can be, like, an alternate reality that True. you are playing in with your entire body sometimes. So... I can see that, especially with the ones where you're moving around. I guess since, like, video games weren't a part of my childhood, I don't really identify with that. But oh, I should you had Pokemon. When I was, like, 10. I'm talking about, like, my prime childhood. Like, yeah. I sat and played the NES until I beat mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers 1, Super Mario Brothers 3, and then I got an, nin- wait, a Game Boy... SP? PS? Game Boy Advance SP? Yes, that. I got one of those, and then mm-hmm. I beat all the games on there. And then I just kind of stopped doing many video games for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I played The Sims a lot, but that was, like, teenage years. Yeah. So, yeah. That's creative. That's like playing with Barbies, but yeah. more in-depth. It's a virtual dollhouse. Yeah. Which I enjoyed, so I guess I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Lots yeah. of different video games involve like character building and story building where mm-hmm. you where you have these choices that you Imagination. Yeah. Imagination. Yeah, that's my feedback from people. Well what you got? I have a friend who will remain nameless because he's shy. And he said, My inner child is gone. <laughs> the silliest, most wild thing he does is he puts spaghetti on a towel because he didn't have a colander. And that's... To dry it after you take it out of the pot. To dry it after you take it out of the pot. That has nothing to do with being playful, though. That's just out of necessity. (laughs) He said, and I quote, I don't know anything. (laughs) I don't know how to be a child. End quote. (laughs) So I tried to probe him some more and be like, well, would you want to do some things? Would you want to try this or try that? And he is a very introverted person, so... There are a lot of things he wouldn't be comfortable with just because he doesn't want to do things in front of other people. But I got him to say that he would play hide-and-seek, mm-hmm. adult hide-and-seek with me and my friends, or he might play with Legos, or he might do other things that are, like, I guess more normalized. What about video games? He doesn't play video games much. He said he used huh. to play, like, a little bit in high school with some friends, and I was like, oh, did you have that fun bonding bro experience? And he was like, no. <laughs> so... I don't know. He doesn't... He, he seems very conscious of how he appears to other people, mm-hmm. and he's, like, has a lot of anxiety about appearing a certain way, so I, I feel like he's one of those people who is not gonna let go enough. Well, and but to you... to be silly enough. There are 
it's nice to have a social aspect, but you don't have to be with others to access your inner child. No. I feel like that's where, like, like Jonathan was saying with sports or with skateboarding or... Like Kendra was saying, with like just sitting down and creating something with your hands, there are lots mm-hmm. of ways you can do things by yourself. Yeah. So that you don't have to worry about what other people think of you. <laughs> so are we jumping into the unsolicited advice giving section? Yes. Of let's. this episode. So as we said in our first episode of this series, we feel like we are really, really good at our whole inner childness. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we grew up together. And so mm-hmm. we built all of these like memories and habits and skills as we grew up together. And we can reminisce about them so that they don't die and wither away. It's like child Katie and child Becca still get to play together sometimes. Yes. It is like that. Isn't that sweet? That's so special. And We're so special. <laughs> In case you didn't know. (laughs) So I feel like we're really good. And also, both of us individually, I feel like, have a good grasp on imagination, playing, and creativity. And just getting to be silly. Yes, and just getting to be silly, especially together. We are... You know, we're, we're toning it down for this podcast, but we are so annoying when we are together <laughs> to other people. We are just so hyped, just like we were when we were kids. I felt so bad for our parents. They, they didn't want to be anywhere near us. We were the yeah. most annoying, obnoxious two kids all excited about each other. For Do like you ever. remember <laughs> when we were in Dollar General with my father and we were like teenagers. We weren't kids. We were teenagers. And we were running around like some hellions. Like yes. I think we picked up some water guns and we're like play shooting each other running around the store. Yeah, around your dad and he was like, oh God. My dad like grabbed my hand and didn't let go <laughs> until we left the store. I'm sure we embarrassed him thoroughly. Yes. As we did all throughout forever. <laughs> Do you remember that time we went to the mall and we were saying, I know, right? And some bitch, <laughs> some older bitch went, I know, right? And we like looked around, couldn't figure out who it was, looked down and just went into the mall all ashamed. I don't remember that. I remember. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. But we were just in public outwardly like obnoxious. Yeah. And we still are. To this very day. Maybe maybe not as bad. I'd like to think it's not as bad, but I think sometimes. we save our obnoxiousness for people we know can handle it. Yeah, so that we can exclude people specifically when they come to visit us. Hence third wheels. Yeah, right now we have someone in our closet with us. Yeah, just sitting quietly. Just sitting quietly. <laughs> so that we can annoy them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, we feel we have a handle on it. And we have some ideas we would like to share with you. Things that we do or things that uh, some of our friends and family do. Things that we've heard about. How you, too, can inner child. Yes. What you got? Well, I'll start with creativity. Yeah. Creative pursuits. Creative pursuits. I don't know how to explain the start of it to other people, how my brain works whenever I have a burst of creative energy. But I I think it's safe to say that we have it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Talking to our friends, they have ideas. Mm-hmm. And no idea is going to be a million percent original. But there are times whenever you have this idea and you're like, oh, I wish I could do that. The trick is to get over yourself enough to just try it. Yeah. Don't worry about if it's going to turn out good, if it's derivative. 
Just do something. Just do something. Don't be so scared of failure that you don't even try to do a thing. Right. Because, you know, we're all on the internet 24-7 and we see all these Pinterest things Mm -hmm. or all these Facebook things or all these thing things. And maybe you want to give it a try. Maybe you've never done macrame before, but you're like, oh, look at that succulent macrame holder that I can hang from the ceiling. I wish I could do that. That's what I hear so often from people like, I wish I could do that. But did you try? But did you try? And did you fail? And then did you try again? Yeah. (laughs) Because if you haven't done that, then you can do it. Yeah, don't say you can't do a thing before you even try. Right. So that's a good piece of advice. Yes. Advice for just life in general is you have to try before you admit defeat. Yeah. Wish Lamenting the fact that you can't do something when you've not tried. <laughs> yes. So let the creativity flow, whether it be, you know, creating something, fine art style, visual art style, music making, cooking. singing, cooking. Why not? Cut your peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a gingerbread man cookie cutter. Why not? And then take that to your new work colleagues to eat in front of them on your first day of work. It makes an impression. It does. <laughs> so, what other earlier this week. So, more um more concrete examples of creativity. I love, and I'd like to think all my friends love, Bob Ross parties. Mm -hmm. You know, they have painting with a twist, but do it at home with your friends. That way you don't have to go out and do it. Buy some supplies from Five Below has um, canvas boards. They almost always do. And Mm -hmm. they have acrylic paint and they have paintbrushes. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Easy Um, peasy. And I'm sure Dollar Tree and Dollar General would have that as well. Just to clarify, Bob Ross does use oil paints, but it's okay (laughs) if you bring acrylics. Yes, and there's a million other videos on YouTube that you could watch Mm -hmm. to show you how to paint a painting. Yeah. And you just have to let go and try because it is so much fun to get drunk with your friends and try and paint a painting. Whether you are good or whether you are not good, good quotations like whether or not you have painted before, trying is so much fun. It is. And it's it's a hoot and a half. So that would be one of my suggestions to you is to just let go and try something new, whether it be painting or knitting or crocheting or sewing or macrame. origami or macrame or baking or singing some karaoke into your podcast mic and playing it to see how you really sound. Give it a try. Yeah, if you're ready to take that close of a look at your <laughs> voice. <laughs> yes. What else? So, have any advice for imagination? If at all possible, if you have access to a child, <laughs> you know, don't just, like, grab one. But if you have access to a child, your own or a niece or nephew, watch how they imagine play along, they will be happy to just drag you along with whatever crazy shit they're playing. And I think it's a good mental exercise to play along with their imaginary games. It is. It's hard to keep up with a child. Anyone who spent is. time listening to a child tell you about something, tell you about a drawing or tell you about whatever they're playing and explaining the rules of what's going on. Yeah, it's a lot. It's but a lot. <laughs> if you mess up, they're very forgiving. Yeah. So just go play with a kid if you can. Uh, what else? Hmm. Ooh, play with your friends. Yes. One of our favorite things is tag or hide and seek. If you can play hide and seek with a few close friends in a park at night, it is 
physically and mentally thrilling. It is. You don't get that kind of rush as an adult unless maybe you are skydiving or on a roller coaster. Or you, like, almost have a car accident. Yeah, or you almost have it. Like, it is scary thrilling for no reason. Yeah, just like that basic primal fear. Oh my god, gotta run away. It's very exciting. Yeah, you whenever you're hunkered down and it. hunkered down in your hiding spot and you really have to pee for no reason, you remember that? Every time. Mm-hmm. Without fail. Immediately have to pee as soon as you are in your hiding spot. I think we should play a game of in the dark hide and seek after this. If Maybe are open to it. <laughs> Perhaps that might be how we spend our evening. We'll I mean, we were see. supposed to run, but there is running in hide and seek. Yes. So. Okay, that was skipping ahead to play. Is there anything else we want to tack on to being imaginative? Uh, Imagination and creativity go hand in hand. They do. I feel like. When's the last time you had a good daydream? Like just Ooh, a good fantasy in your head. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Avid book readers, we know your imagination is like on point. Yeah. But have you ever come up with your own story in your head? Yeah, have, tell your own short story. I have an anecdote. I did this with my friend in elementary slash middle school. I was talking about how we had a track that we would walk around in the mornings before school started. Mm-hmm. We came up with the longest running multi-season fantasy about <laughs> getting trapped on a desert island and like how we would build our house and how we would find our food and how we would invent inventions that we needed to have like a luxurious island life and then like whenever Swiss family robinson yes we swiss family robinson it along with like a shipwrecked boy or two of course i remember like we even came up with like how to make glass because we were like oh yeah you just melt the sand we thought it was that easy but we were like yeah we're gonna do this and then we're gonna make our own like sunroof with the windows from the sand (laughs) that we melt like we we came up with all these ideas and it was such a long running every single morning for like a year or two, like coming up with this. We would just walk around and just talk about like, oh, and then we're going to do this. Right. And then in the dead of night, like we just talked about it like it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Imagination and fantasy. Maybe not always sexual. Try and see if you can <laughs> stretch it into something that's not immediately a sexual fantasy. If it goes to a sexual place, I'm not going to shame you. But... You know, just just try. Let your imagination go. Mm-hmm. Maybe mentally put yourself in a place, and then what happens? Yeah, I like those exercises where they're like, all right, close your eyes. Imagine a beach. And on that beach, you know, that thing. That yes. thing that people do whenever you, like, have a team team building exercise or whatever. Yeah. Those sort of nice. like a guided meditation, but more on a storytelling line. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. You can find those online if your own imagination isn't working for you. Yes. If you need some, like, prompts mm-hmm. to prompt you, there you go. They have them. It's a thing. Speaking of writing, I would like to do more writing and writing prompts. I have a whole book of writing prompts. Mm-hmm. I think that would be good for my imagination and creative thinking. I love going back and reading old stories. Yeah, short stories. Short stories. Those are, those are hilarious and amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. And also, going back and forth between people or friends or family, there's... We've all done it, right? Where you like do a drawing and then you pass it to your friend and they add to it and then you pass it back and then they add to it. You could do that with stories or yeah, drawings. Yeah, I like or... to do that where you're like sitting in a circle and you tell a story one word at a time or one <laughs> sentence at a time. Yeah. And it ends up ridiculous. Yes. And it's worthwhile to write it down mm-hmm. or record because they're pretty funny. Yes. 
Oh, there's a million things you could do. Yeah. Tell the world how to play. (laughs) Anything else? Hmm. Try some of those, like, world-building, role-playing games, board games with your friends. D&D. I feel like I should really give it a try because yeah, it sounds it. sounds right up my alley, and yeah. I just I haven't gotten Role around. Playing is cool. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm like this close to LARPing, so I should probably <laughs> start... dip your toes into D and D. Yeah, first. dip it in there first, and then see how it goes. <laughs> oh, so that's another avenue. A lot like I hope no one's out here like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> Because it's just like, you have to be open-minded. Get over yourself. Yeah, you're going to have to just kind of let it go and just be like, yeah, I'll give it a try. Because like I said, if you squander your inner child, do not nurture it, then, you know, you're only going to access it through drugs and alcohol. And Mm -hmm. that's bad for you. That is bad for you. And that doesn't make you a fun or interesting person. No. That makes you a person who has to get drunk or high or whatever to be an interesting person it's like why would you purposely repress your joy yeah that's because honestly that's that's not cool (laughs) that's not what the cool kids are doing no the cool kids are just doing what they want yeah (laughs) so without being so scared do what you want do what you want try out some new things is that do we have any more advice i think i said all of my Super fun, interesting things that I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. A few more things. Mm-hmm. Build a fort. Ooh, yeah. Dress up and do costumes. And then and a take fashion pictures. Show. And a fashion show and take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Forts especially are very cool. If you haven't tried to build a fort since you were a child, you've you're gotten, much better at yeah, it. Yeah, you've gotten real good at it. You understand physics and structures and weight, so try again, because you can make a dope fort. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, well, I think, I think we've given out some pretty solid advice. Yeah. I think we are ready to wrap up the general topic that is the inner child. I think so. I am excited to announce that our next general topic is going to be relationships. Are y'all ready for like 50 specific topics? Yeah, there's so much under it. It's a very general topic. Yeah, it's it's the most general topic there could be. Weird. I assume we're talking about relationships between people. Um, And other people? Yeah, we could keep it all, like, between humans. I don't know, like, animals, pets might come up. Who's to say? (laughs) Yeah, that'll be number 51 on Uh, our specific topics. But, yeah, so relationships next week. Yeah, start thinking about that. Pandora's box. uh Uh-huh. And obviously we have ideas for specific topics, but if you have a specific topic Mm -hmm. you want us to do under relationships, we'd love to hear it. And as always, you can reach us at gstbfbf at gmail.com, or we are on Instagram, so follow us and send us a message. We are at gstbfpod. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Let us know. Let us know. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to keep going on our own, and we're just going to... We're just going to say what we want. We're just going to say what we want, and it's going to be some... Interesting stuff. It's cool to have feedback from y'all, but also we got this. Yeah. (laughs) Relationships is kind of our thing. Yeah, we are queens of relationships. Yes. Awesome. Turn in, tune tune in. (laughs) Tune in next week. Yes. For generally specific topics between friends. Best friends. Yay. Yay. Bye.
Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs>